Welcome into another edition of the Wisports.net podcast. I'm Travis Wilson, general manager at Wisports.net, and your host for the WSN podcast. We are into basketball season, and we're going to talk basketball today, boys basketball specifically. We're going to have a preview coming up in just a moment, a season preview with our guy, Mark Miller, to talk about the boys basketball season. Top teams, top players, storylines, all that good stuff. As a little bit of a tease, we will have Norbert Durst on the podcast next week for a girl's season preview, talking about an exciting season in girls' hoops coming up. Obviously, we are into games already. Uh, some teams, some boys' teams have played three games already. Some of them are still, you know, just kind of getting underway. Either way, we're excited to get a new basketball season going. Hey, when you're on your, your drive to your games, let's remember to help save lives on Wisconsin roads. The life you save might just be yours. Make the commitment to yourself and passengers that are with you by buckling up and putting the phone down every trip, every time. To find out more, take the pledge at wisconsindot.gov. A big thank you to the Wisconsin Department of Transportation for sponsoring our WSN podcast. They also sponsored our recently completed football playoff coverage on wisports.net. And uh, again, we're excited to move full bore into basketball. Uh, you may have seen this week the basketball coaches polls came out. First poll for boys and girls hoops. We've got some scoring leaders that we're updating. We've got uh, all kinds of stuff going on, uh, including preseason watch lists for our senior awards. Uh, just a, a lot going on, obviously. And, and now that we're past that Thanksgiving holiday, teams are really diving headlong into uh, into the basketball season, winter sports season. And we're getting to have some pretty busy Tuesday, Thursday, Friday nights of high school hoops action, where some days there's... 300 games between boys and girls on the schedule. And, and as always, again, if you can get out and, and take in a game locally at your local school, maybe venture out a little bit, find a game uh, with some some good teams in your area. And of course, there's always a number of uh, pretty good in-season events throughout the year. And of course, we'll talk with Mark uh, about some of the events that he runs as well. So again, make sure Wisports.net is your daily destination for all your basketball coverage. Uh, Norbert and Mark are out at games. I'm out at games occasionally. Colton Wilson from our staff at games as well. You can find uh, live updates and, and follow on Twitter. You can follow Mark at WisBBYearbook, at Norbert Durst, at TravisWSN. Uh, and of course, you can get final scores right into your Twitter feed at BasketballWSN where every final, as soon as it goes final in the state of Wisconsin, boys and girls hoops right into your Twitter feed to get you updated throughout the night and, uh, of course, all through the next day as stats and box scores come in. You can check out what's going on in teams in your conference, in your area, and around the state of Wisconsin. Well, let's not, uh, let's not make him wait too much longer. Let's get right to it. Let's bring on Mark Miller, our boys basketball writer, WBCA Hall of Famer at Wisports.net. Mark, great time of the year as we're underway, all kinds of action going on. Uh, my first question for you is how many games have you already been to with just uh, over a little bit over a week or a week and a half, I guess, into the season now? Uh, I think I've been to eight, eight games and a couple more coming up this weekend. Uh, so, yeah, made the rounds a little bit, got up north a little bit last week and uh, saw some interesting teams and some good players and. Uh, looking forward to seeing many more throughout the state uh, the rest of the way. Well, we'll get to, in, in just a moment, <clears throat> Excuse me, talking about some of the top teams. We'll probably go through a, a divisional preview for each division. We'll talk about some of the top players as well. But before we get started, anything that's kind of an overarching storyline 
this year in high school boys basketball? Well, I think uh, the first thing that pops into mind is the fact that Pewaukee is going to have a chance to win three state championships in a row in Division Two. They're certainly one of the better teams in our state and have a pair of high major college basketball players and Milan Monchilievich and uh, Nick Janowski. Nick's out right now with a with a foot injury, uh, but he's expected to return hopefully by mid mid December. So uh, I think that storyline, you know, immediately kind of pops in the, in, into the forefront because um, not too many teams uh, win three straight state titles. Of course, they're going to receive a lot of competition in Division II, uh, not only uh, statewide, but even within their own conference from Wisconsin Lutheran, uh, a team that we pegged number one uh, preseason in Division II. Uh, so that's, I think, the, the two Wisco-Pewaukee regular season games and then probably a, a third matchup somewhere along the line in the playoffs will, will be a huge storyline throughout the, uh, the throughout the upcoming season. Um, other than that, you know, I mean, last year we had Jerry Pettigrew at Cuba City win his 1,000th game. That was a big story last year. Nothing quite like that this year. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, other than, you know, I think really competitive conference races and, and really competitive uh uh, state rankings and, and, you know, the run for the top once we get to March uh, will all be fascinating to see. And then, you know, as far as individual players go, I think, uh, you know, who, who who emerges as the as the favorites for the Mr. Basketball Award in the senior class. And then we have some very talented younger players in our state, see how they perform, guys like Janowski and Con Knippola, Wisconsin Lutheran, and Davian Hanna at uh, Nicolay and uh, – and, and Kai Rogers at uh, Tosa West. So uh, it's going to be fun to watch those guys and see how they're progressing throughout the season. All right, well, let's dive into it. We're going to go division by division, talking about some of the top teams. And then, uh, as you mentioned, we'll we'll get into some of the, the individual standouts and maybe preview some of those awards that, that you had mentioned uh, afterwards. But let's start in Division One. Last year, Nina was the state champion, um, pretty uh, senior-laden team for Nina. Um, but who are who are we looking at in Division One this year? DePere was the top team in the first coaches poll that came out. Uh, Nina was fourth. But what's our Division One preview this year? Yeah, uh, I think it's a, it, it's a fairly balanced field. Um, I don't think there's an overwhelming favorite. Um, although, I think at, at this point, most people would point the, the finger to, to DePere as the team to beat. Um, they're led by John Kinzinger, a six-foot senior who averaged 21 a game last year, a four-year varsity kid who committed to Illinois State. And then they also have one of the state's better juniors in Will Hornseth, a 6'8 forward. He's got multiple D1 offers, um, mostly at the mid-major level. He averaged 17 and 6 last year. And then just the overall depth in the program for Brian Winchester, the coach there, is very, very impressive. Um they won 25 games last year, and they got the, the core of their team is back, uh, particularly Kinzinger and, and Hornseth and Kinzinger's younger brother, uh, Zach Kinzinger, a 6'2 sophomore who's going to is going to emerge, I think, as one of the better um, college prospects in that 2025 class. So um, it appears the team uh, on paper right now. And then beyond them, um, you know, you mentioned Nina. They did they did have uh, some heavy graduation losses. Um uh, Carter Thomas, who's now playing at Oshkosh, Chevalier Emery Jr., who's playing at Merrimack, uh, J.J. Pater, 
was playing at lacrosse. Those were probably the three biggest names that, that they lost to graduation. But they do bring back uh, two really good players, Brady Corso, who started last year and averaged around 10 a game, had a great summer. And Cal Klesman, who sat out last year because of an injury, but is now back healthy and has committed to Green Bay. Um, and, and they got off to a good start um, earlier this week with, with the win at Stevens Point. So uh, until someone knocks them off, you, you got to you know put Nina among the best teams, uh, certainly competing in the Fox Valley Association. Uh, they're going to face tough competition throughout the year. And then, uh, the, you know, the Greater Metro is a, is a league that always has really good teams. Um, and this year is no different. Although I think when you look at it they, in the past, they, they maybe have had a team that really kind of stood out. Um, this year, maybe Brookfield East does that because they have a lot of experience back and a lot of guys that have uh, have been around the block. And they, they did kind of struggle last year for them. They went 12 and 14 still very, very competitive in their games, but they have the majority of that team back. Uh, whereas Brook Central uh, lost some key players, including uh, uh, Andrew Rohde to graduation. Uh, that might hurt them a little bit, but I, I, I look for both Brookfield schools and, uh, you know, Sussex Hamilton. I think uh, uh, Milwaukee Marquette will, will be really strong uh, in the greater Metro. Um, so, you know, I, that's a league that, uh, uh, and of course, Tulsa West, which is a Division II school, but that's a league that uh, I think is going to—it's kind of the survival of the fittest, Travis, because there's just so many good teams, and on any given night, you could you can you can get a loss uh, tagged on you, and that's really the case in that league. Around the Madison area, Middleton is the team that I think most people are are looking at to win the Big Eight. Um, they have a lot of experience back, and are led by Gavin Hurley, who was the Player of the Year in the conference last year, uh, and has committed to Winona State, um, and. They have tremendous size uh, on that team. Uh, and a guy that I think people will start talking about this year a little bit is Will Garlock. He's a 6'9 sophomore who played mostly in the JV last year. He didn't see a little time on the varsity. But uh, I, th I think he's a guy that's really going to kind of emerge this year as a, a really good young player that people will want to look at. Uh, very skilled. And uh, like I said, he's 6'9. So he, he's got the size uh, to really make an impact. Uh, Homestead is another team, um, although they did get beat pretty handily the other day by Wisconsin Lutheran, but I still think Homestead in the North Shore is going to be a really strong team. Um, they have some some size. They have uh, uh, inside scoring with Chris Yersovic uh, back, uh, and then Tim Franks, the junior guard, who's got multiple D1 offers, is a really good shooter, and Solomon Garrison is their senior point guard who really makes things go for them. If they can develop some depth, uh, and, uh, you know, I think that they can be a team as the season wears on that's going to make some noise in the state. Let's take uh, a look at Division Two, where, as you mentioned earlier, we had uh, in our first coaches poll and in the Wisconsin Basketball Yearbook, Wisconsin Lutheran slightly ahead of Pewaukee as the favorite in Division Two to begin the year anyway. Um, again, as you said, Pewaukee going for a three-peat in Division Two. That's going to be a storyline all year, those two teams. But there's a lot of depth and a lot of quality teams in Division Two behind those two. Who else are we looking at? What are we looking at in Division Two? Yeah, before I shift to D2, I also wanted to mention Milwaukee Hamilton out of the City Conference and Arrowhead out of the Classic Gate. I think both those two teams are going to be really, really good in D Division One as well. Um, in D2, yeah, obviously Wisconsin Lutheran and Pewaukee are, are one, two, or two, one, however you want to look at it. I think those two teams uh, 
uh, can play with anybody and, and might be, honestly, um, you know, I, I, I'd put the pure right with them, but I, I would say that those three teams probably are the top three in the state. Uh, Wisco uh, started the year uh, with, with a win over Moline, which features a, a Moline, Illinois, which features a player going to Iowa. That, that game was played out of state. And then uh, uh, they beat Homestead rather handily last, uh, I think that was earlier this week. And, and Con Canipo, their junior standout, uh, had 30-some points in that game and only missed a couple of shots. Um, the one thing about Con when you watch him play is, is you really appreciate his overall feel for the game and just his, you know, when you watch kids play, sometimes you get the sense that man, he, he just has the game almost kind of mastered already. <laughs> in terms of all the things that go with it. Some kids have great speed. Some kids can shoot the lights out. Some kids have great athleticism. Some kids have tremendous size. But with Khan, he he just has kind of it all. He's got good size. He's got unbelievable shooting ability. Uh, but it, the thing that stands out to me more than anything is just his overall feel for the game. He makes the right play almost all the time, whether that's a pass, whether that's a, a big rebound, whether it's a big shot. Um, you know, whether it's being patient or waiting for things to develop, he just, he just has that, that coach. Um, and then in no means to see a one man guy. It's young. That play in the backcourt with really good size, um, have tremendous experience and are really good players uh, on their own, along with Josh Knippel, who last year came off the bench. That's a cousin to Khan. Um, and, and had a really good season for, for Coach Ryan Wells. So there's really good depth in the program. Uh, there's good overall size. There's good speed. Um, so uh, just a fun team to watch. And, you know, uh, they really loaded up on their non-conference schedule. We mentioned that they played Homestead already. Well, they have future games against Milwaukee Academy of Science, Nina, Brooks Central, Onalaska, Oshkosh North, Arrowhead, and De Pere. And that's just their non-league games. So <laughs> Um, those, those are all worth the price of admission on their own. And then, of course, Pewaukee, uh, they did lose three starters, three really good players to graduation from their state championship team last year, but they have the best senior in the state back in Iowa State recruit, um, Milan Monchiliovich, and then Nick Janowski, their junior guard, who also started last year, has multiple D1 offers. Um, so, um, you know, another team that uh, is going to have to fill some holes in their starting lineup, but have some guys uh, waiting in the wings who are very good players on their own right that maybe didn't get a lot of floor time last year because of the senior class coach Burke Kemper had. But, uh, um, you know, I think there's they're certainly a team that's, that's uh, going to take a really big effort to defeat. Outside of those two, Travis, you're right. There's really good teams uh, beyond those two. I mean, we, we talked about a little bit about Wauwatosa West with Kai Rogers, a 6'10 sophomore. He averaged 10 and five last year has dropped a lot of weight and, and has just uh, multiple high major offers, including Wisconsin already, um, you know, at six ten, he can play inside and outside. And then um, coach Chris Newbar also has some other experienced players back. Cole Hansen, a junior wing who averaged 13 and four last year. Um, they have a sophomore guard named Jake Hansen, who, who is starting to make uh, uh, great strides in his game. Owen Smith is back. He's a 6'8 senior who, who played quite a bit. And Moses Long, another uh, a wing at 6'3. He also played quite a bit last year. So uh, competing uh, against mostly D1 schools in the greater metro will certainly prepare Wauwatosa West for the playoffs. 
Um, and, you know, they're, they're going to be uh, in that same kind of Milwaukee area with Wisco and Pewaukee and, and Nicolay, uh, which got probably the biggest transfer student uh, of the offseason when Davion Hanna uh, went from Milwaukee Academy of Science, where he averaged 12 and 8 last year as a freshman, uh, to Nicolay for this year. Uh, Hannah, we have ranked as the number one sophomore prospect in Wisconsin. Um, and again, another guy that's uh, that's got some um, uh, scholarship offers uh, early in his prep career, including Wisconsin and Marquette. Um, up uh, up a, a little further north and west, I think Onalaska is going to have a really, really good team. They have tremendous depth, uh, and they probably got the other big transfer in the offseason when Evan Anderson moved from uh, Black River Falls to Onalaska. He's a 6'4 junior who averaged about 26 a game last year at Black River Falls. Um, other than those teams, I think Burlington's going to be real solid. Lacrosse Central, again, will have a pretty strong team. Um, and then, you know, Medford and Mosinee and uh, teams like that, um, I think, are also going to put some, uh, you know, make some noise. Grafton's got a chance to have a really good team. I think West DeCruy will be good. So the depth of D2 is is very, very good. While we're talking about some of these bigger school teams, Division One and Division Two, I wanted to ask you about the Milwaukee City Conference and in MPS. Um, you mentioned Milwaukee Hamilton as a team to watch in Division One, uh, but you know it's been a little while since we've had an MPS team at the Division One state tournament. In fact, you have to go back to 2014 uh, when Milwaukee King made it last in Division One. We saw Milwaukee Washington make it a few years in Division Two. We've also seen other teams from Milwaukee uh, make it. Uh, Milwaukee Academy of Science, St. Thomas More, um, Carmen Northwest is a, a good team this year as well in lower divisions. But Division One, Milwaukee City Conference, you know, we haven't seen those teams at state for a little while. Um, what what do you attribute that to? Is that kind of a sign of shifting demographics and the emergence of some of the the smaller? Um, either private schools or charter type schools uh, in, in MPS and in lower enrollments or, you know, what, why aren't we seeing D one Milwaukee teams get to state like we used to almost every year? I think all those factors are, are hugely important when you look at it. Uh, there's not as many um, division one MPS schools anymore. Um, they've, they've, you know, restructured the, the schools quite a bit. So there's only a handful now at the D1 level um, in, in the Milwaukee public school system. Um, so some of them have, some of the very uh, best players in Milwaukee have, yeah, particularly with COVID a few years ago when, when uh, the city conference did not play basketball, uh, I think some of those kids opted to go to the suburbs or they opted to go to a private school or, or to uh, charter schools like Milwaukee Academy of Science. Um, now they did play last year and I think they got you know, the, the schools kind of got their footing underneath themselves again a little bit. Um, but I, I think the, the biggest thing is that there, there aren't as many schools in D1 from MPS. And then the, the other huge factor to me is that many of those kids now are at different schools. You know, they're at Thomas More, they're at uh, uh, Milwaukee Academy of Science, they're, they're at Carmen Northwest, which is, which is a part of MPS. Um, it's a newer part of it, um, and I, you mentioned that they're going to have a good team, and they will this year. Um, but, you know, there are still teams that, that are very competitive. I think uh, King lost their first game, but, but, but they have a solid team, and, 
and certainly Hamilton uh, with two Division One prospects on their on their squad this year in Simeon Murchison and and one of the better players in the state, regardless of uh, where he ends up in college. Demarion Birch, really good player at, at Hamilton. So um, yeah, all those things factor in. There's been some coaching changes too. Um, you know, obviously the demographics in terms of not as many students actually in the MPS boundaries also plays a role. So lots of lots of contributing factors, and it all adds up to um, you know maybe not being quite what they were you know a decade ago. But uh, you know, I think the coaches and the players are working hard to to try to to try to get get it back, so to speak, or at least get some of it back. And and we'll see what happens. I think this year the one that the ones the two schools maybe that kind of stand out that to make the noise on a statewide level would be Hamilton and Carmen Northwest. Um, and, and we'll see, you know, how they, how they progress throughout the season. As you said, lower enrollments, uh, you know, more schools involved, uh, just five division one teams out of MPS this year, which almost all of them, I think used to be division one at one point when you go back to the nineties, even in the two thousands. So Certainly some shifting demographics, shifting enrollment trends, and, and changes in that Milwaukee City Conference dynamic. Hey, let's take another chance to help save lives on Wisconsin roads. The life you save might just be yours. Make the commitment to yourself and passengers that are with you by buckling up and putting the phone down every trip, every time. To find out more, take the pledge at wisconsindot.gov. Well, let's flip the script, turn the page, and let's look at Division Three, where... Uh, the defending state champion, Lake Country Lutheran, not in your uh, initial uh, top 10 in the preseason after suffering very significant graduation losses. West Salem was the top-ranked team in the Wisconsin Basketball Yearbook, also the top-ranked team in the first Wisports.net coaches poll that came out this week. So a little bit of an opening in Division Three, it looks like, for someone new to step in. And who are some of those teams that have that chance? Well, I think West Salem is, is, is definitely a team that most most people would predict uh, they finished second last year, uh, went 27 and two a year ago and returned uh, the vast majority of its team. Um, they have uh, some senior experience with Carson Kepnick and Peter Latos and Brett McConkie. They have some young talent with Tamarian Henderson really emerging as a, as a very good player. They have really good depth, um, pretty good overall size. Latos at six, seven score inside and outside. Conkey is one of those three-sport athletes and physically strong kids that just dominates on the glass. He averaged 10.4 rebounds last year. So, yeah, that's a team I think that, uh, you know, the they may not have the, the Division One player, but, boy, they, they have a lot of guys that can play the game, a lot of guys that will play at the next level. Excuse me. And, and you know, a lot of guys that Coach Mark Wagner has uh, that, that can do different things and be versatile on the court. Um, interchangeable guys. Uh, although I, I think the real key to their team really is Carson Kepnick because he has the ball in his hands a lot and, um, you know, just makes really good decisions. Um, you know, and Henderson gives them a guy that can, that can go get a basket, uh, uses athleticism, his size, his strength, uh, his quickness to, you know, if they're in a position where they need a basket late in the game, I think he, he's a guy that can go do that for them. So, uh, yeah, really good team. Uh, it's going to take a heck of an effort to beat them. Um, and, uh, you know, they're hungry to get that gold ball after getting silver last year. Having said that, um, I think, uh, there are other teams in this division. It's, 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 um, it's a deep division, just, just like, uh, the other two that we talked about, 
Um, certainly Catholic Memorial is a team that's got a lot of guys that have played a lot of varsity basketball over the last two, three years um, and, and have some really good athletes. Um, Bennett McCormick, uh, Braden McLaughlin, Jack Riley, Antoine Burns-Jones, Ben Godier, Morowski, Kyle Kober. I mean, I talked to, that's a lot of guys right there. They're all seniors. You know, I think all of them, uh, honestly, will probably go on and play college basketball. So that, I think that's six guys, two have already committed. Braden McLaughlin's going to Indianapolis, a D2 school. And, um, uh, Kyle Kober is going to Loris, uh, uh, D3 school in, in Dubuque. So, uh, lots of experience, all seniors, pretty good size, um, playing the classic eight. So they're going to get tested and be ready for the postseason when it comes around, uh, up North, uh, yeah, Northland Pines, they, they got nipped on the last second shot in the season, uh, the second game of the season for them uh, by uh, Newman Catholic. Um, but I still like their team, uh, similar to the two teams that we talked about already. Lots of senior experience. They have uh, uh, four double-digit scores back. They have a Division two recruit on their team uh, in Gabe Smith, who's going to Michigan Tech. Uh, their point guard, Nolan Lurby, uh, is, a, is a tough physical kid that's uh, – that's logged a lot of minutes uh, for Coach Terry Clement over the last four years. So uh, they compete in the Great Northern, which also includes Medford and Mosinee, uh, Lakeland and Rhinelander. And, you know, uh, that's a good conference. Uh, and, and I think that they'll get tested uh, throughout the year as well. You know, St. Thomas Moore made it last year um, and brings back a good chunk of their team, uh, including two Division One prospects in Amari McCautry and Saku. Uh, Canal, um, but they got bumped pretty pretty convincingly by uh, Milwaukee Academy of Science in their season opener. So they're going to have to get back uh, to the to the practice court and really figure things out. But that's a team that um, you know certainly has some talent and also has some experience. Uh, both those two guys I mentioned uh, have played uh, varsity basketball for uh, well in, in McCaffrey's case the last three the last two years. And Saku uh, uh, sat out his freshman year. He was at Mesmer then, and, and they didn't have a season during that COVID year. Uh, Brilliant uh, brings back a really good team. Uh, they made it to state last year, too. Jeremy Lorenz is their leader, 19 points, 11 rebounds. He's 6'7". I think people who watched the state tournament last year will remember his ability to score facing the basket and also around the rim. He's going uh, to Wofford on a D1 ride next year. Um, they also have other starters back, Rady Geiger, 6'6", junior, Caden Holly, their point guard. So that's going to be a really good team coming out of the eastern Wisconsin. Talked a little bit about Carmen Northwest. Dupree Fletcher uh, is coaching that team and his son of the same name, only Dupree Fletcher Jr. is one of their top players. Uh, so I think that that's a team uh, that, that's got some seniors um, in Amari Posey. Uh, to Quarry and Tribune, those two guys have been playing a lot of basketball the last few years. And then in, a, in addition to Fletcher, uh, they have a really good uh, sophomore class. So uh, Carmen Northwest is, is, is going to be a team uh, to look at. Up, uh, another team up, way up north, I think that, that would be very good, is Prescott. Uh, they, they're always good. Uh, <laughs> they went 22-3 and three last year and bring back one of the state's best shooters in Jordan Mamlaw, the six-foot senior. He averaged about 23 a game last year. Um, and then they have a six-five wing, Dallas Wallen, who, who uh, kind of complements Mamlov, and, and he averaged sixteen and eight as a sophomore. So, and then, you know, I think we're seeing St. Catharines will be really good. They got some younger guys that are very promising. 
uh, Appleton, Xavier, Dodgeville, McFarland, you know, some of those other teams that are going to be right in the mix. <laughs> Division four and, is an know, interesting. Oh, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I was just going to mention one more team, Travis, uh, that I didn't have in my top 10, and I probably should have. Milwaukee Academy of Science. Now, they, they lost uh, three of their starters to transfer, <laughs> including two that went to out-of-state prep schools, and then Davian Hanno, we talked about, who's now at Nicolet, and yet they still had enough uh, uh, fire and in, in, uh, in talent to open the season with an impressive, uh, convincing win over St. Thomas Moore. So uh, keep your eye on Academy of Science, uh, which moved up from D4 a year ago where they finished second to Ron Colley in the state tournament. Now they're D3 this year. All right, and let's move on to Division Four then, uh, where your preseason number one team, Cuba City, uh, did not enter the season ranked number one in the coaches' poll because Cuba City lost in the uh, Just a Game Thanksgiving Classic over the weekend to Cudahy after beating Wisconsin Rapids earlier in the day. Um, but uh, a pretty interesting Division Four field, I think. You've got St. Mary Springs, who's the number one team in the coaches' poll to begin the year, Howard's Grove, St. Mary Catholic. You've got uh, Cuba City's nemesis in the in the Swall, Darlington. Um, pretty competitive Division Four field that also got, I, I think, a little bit uh, even more interesting with some teams that that ended up moving up from Division Five this year. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm just looking at my top ten. And, uh, River Ridge was ten; they got beat already. Um, Auburndale was six; they got beat already. Uh, <laughs> uh, and, of course, Cuba City was one, and they got beat. So three of the top ten got beat in the first uh, two and a half weeks of the season. Of course, they all lost to good teams. But um, that tells you the, the depth in, in this uh, division. Um, you know, Cuba City, uh, I watched their game against uh, Wisconsin Rapids that they won in double overtime. And then, of course, they got beat pretty convincingly by Cudahy the next day. I didn't see that game. But um, I think they got to get a little more production out of uh, Riley and Reese Rosencrantz. Uh, a couple of seniors that uh, played quite a bit last year. Um, you know, they're going to get the production that they're looking for from Max Lucy and also from uh, Cody Hotaker, two really good players for Coach Pettigrew. But um, I think they need to get a little bit more scoring out of the Rosencrantz twins. And and I think that will happen. You know, it's you can't put too much into the, the first week or two of the season. Um you know, other than for the coaches, they, they, they find out pretty quickly what they have to work on. Uh, and Jerry did schedule uh, two really good teams. I mean, uh, Rapids is a D1 school and, and Cudahy is a D2 school. So, you know, he, he got a pretty good look at, okay, this is what we need to work on. This is the production that we need to get from other guys. and Because, uh, you know, Lucy and Hotaker are going to be there every night for him. Uh, I also did happen to see St. Mary Springs play uh, earlier this week, and I was really impressed with them. Like so many teams that we've talked about, it's the seniors, you know, and they have four of them, or actually five that that uh, that have played multiple years, and Lucas Romaker and, and, and Gavin Jans and uh, Josiah Mall, Sam Baker, and then Sam Kuhn now is back healthy this year after having a, a bout with cancer a year ago, uh, and Sam looked really good in the game against Central Wisconsin Christian the other night. And then they have a couple underclassmen that are, that are really solid, uh, John Kuhn, a cousin to Sam uh, had a really good game the other night. And then uh, I think this is probably a guy you're going to, uh, I'm guessing uh, will, will be a football, a big time football prospect, uh, Noah Mall, 
Um, he's a sophomore, but he's, he has put together um, about 6'2". Um, I'm guessing maybe he's like a linebacker or something on their football team, but he, he, uh, he's also a really good basketball player. So uh, they played really good man defense here, and, I, and, and the experience that they have is going to carry them a long way. You know, Howard's Grove is one of those teams that's always around. They're always good. They're always well coached. Um, and, and, you know, they just always seem to be in the mix. Um, and I think that will be the case this year. And they're, um, see, they're led by a senior named Tanner Schumacher, uh, who's a really good player. Um, and, um, just, you know, he's about six, two and can score in different ways. Really good leader too, for, for coach uh, Wade George up over at Howard's Grove, St. Mary Catholic, another senior dominated team with some shooters and some size. They've opened the season up with some impressive wins. You know, Darlington and, and uh, Mineral Point certainly in there going to challenge Cuba in the squall. Uh, Auburndale got nipped by Marathon the other night, but I, I really like their team, and I think they're going to win a lot of games. Uh is going to give West Salem a chance, uh, a challenge in the Kubi Conference, um, and, and they don't have to worry about facing them in the postseason, and they made it all the way to the sectional finals last year. Uh, they're led by Isaiah Swiftenberg and Cody Miller, two really good backcourt players. Um, so we'll see, you know, how far they can go this year. Um, Fall Creek and Valders also really solid teams. Uh, Fall Creek and then Western Clover Belt, uh, which is a really good conference, as you know, in, in pretty much all sports, led by Bo Vorath, um, 6'6", uh, junior, already, a, 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 well, a three-year varsity starter now. Uh, they opened up this season with a very convincing win as well. So, yeah, those are some of the teams to keep an eye on. And, you know, there's always going to be a few that uh, that come uh, and surprise us a little bit. I think Marathon is, might be one of those teams. Uh, you know, they, like I mentioned, they beat Auburndale. And they're in that very competitive Merrillwood Mer- South division. So we'll see what they can do. Melrose Mondoro is going to have another strong team. Mineral Point opened the season uh, uh, with a really nice win over Dodge. Dodgeville and they're, they're they got a tough test again tonight against Belleville so that's another team to keep an eye on and, and you mentioned that some teams moving up from D5 one of those is Randolph um, now they, they they have some heavy graduation losses from a year ago and not only do they have heavy graduation losses but now they get bumped up a division so I don't know if they'll be the player on the state level that they were a year ago but um, certainly going to be very competitive once again in Division Four, it's interesting if you uh, if, if folks check out the article that you had done a while back about or excuse me division changes this year. Division Four was the division that got the most influx of teams, and that includes some pretty strong t- traditional teams, including uh, last year's D five champion Randolph. You talked about also mm-hmm. uh, Bangor, Blair Taylor moving up from D five. Edgar's usually pretty solid. You've got some teams drop, dropping down from D three, like Westby, Kiwani, Laconia. So uh, a little bit of an influx of, uh, of pretty good teams in Division Four, which will certainly make things interesting this year. We'll wrap things up in our division preview with Division Five, where to the, uh, to the chagrin of many, uh, a couple of uh, private schools ranked pretty highly to begin the year, and a number of them in your preseason top 10, including Columbus Catholic at the top. Newman Catholic opened with a couple impressive wins as well. Um, are, we, uh, are we looking at... Uh, some of those private schools maybe dominating and continuing to push forward that multiplier public-private debate this year in Division Five. <laughs> well, I'll let, I'll let people at WI decide that part, the second part of that. But, um, <laughs> yeah, um, 
you know, the old uh, the old Central Wisconsin Catholic Conference, you know, used to send one team to state out of the, of the foursome of uh, uh, Marshfield, Columbus, and uh, Assumption, and Pacelli, and Newman. And you look at all four of those teams this year, and then the same sectional in D5, and like, man, all four are very, very good. Um, you know, uh, and it's, it, it's, you know, I guess you'd probably put Columbus and Newman uh, uh, ahead of the other two, but it's, it's pretty darn close, and they're all, they're all good. Uh, in fact, Columbus is playing uh, Pacelli tonight, and, and that'll be an interesting uh, conference game. Uh, I, you know, I was talking to Joe Kaninchke, the longtime coach at Columbus Catholic at the Cranberry Classic over the weekend, and said, hey, you know, I, I, it's not like you guys um, have your best team ever, and that's why I put you number one. I said, I put you number one in the preseason because you have a lot of experience. You have a great junior class. But more than anything, one of these years you guys are going to just come through and, and – and, and, and do it, you know, <laughs> um, they've been so close so many times before. Um, but you know, Newman Catholic has uh, got two really, really good basketball players in Mason Prey and Isaac Seidel. And then, uh, you know, three other seniors that, uh, are really good athletes and, and good basketball players in their own right. And, and Connor Crock, the quarterback of their, of their football team, that I'm sure you're familiar with. And then Eli Gustafson, who, it has really uh, filled out, man. He, he's, he's very physical on the glass. Uh, and then Jackson Fender um, and, and they're three and zero already. Uh, you know, they have wins over Northland Pines. Uh, you know, they went across the street to, to beat Wausau West in that, in that Thanksgiving tournament uh, game that prey at 40. And, and then uh, they beat, they went on the road uh, earlier this week to beat Edgar. So, um, you know, that's a D one, uh, a D3 and a D4 school. Um, so they're, they're obviously going to be very good. Uh, Hurley, I think, has, has got quite a bit back from a state uh, team from a year ago. Eli Talsma and Dominic Croce are their leaders. I think they'll be really solid in the Indian head. Um, you know, Potosi over in the Six Rivers West has got a nice squad. Wazika Steuben, uh, they, they took one on the chin the other day against Southwestern. Um, but uh, I, I still like their team. Seth Funders is a fun player to watch for Wazika Stubin. He's going to Ripon College and just a really dynamic offensive player. I think Fall River is a team that a lot of people will be kind of uh, surprised by this year. Um, last year, uh, they had an injury to one of their best players, Cullen Rawls, and he's back healthy now this year as a six-foot senior. Uh, his, his brother, uh, Keegan, who's a junior, is also back, and then uh, Colin Veith and Shablik Schultz, our, our double-figure scores back, too. Um, so I think that's a team to watch. I, I was really impressed with uh, McDonald Catholic at at the Wausau East uh, tournament that I was at over the weekend. Uh, um, I, they're really well coached at by Adam Schilling. They have uh, two really good seniors in Cannon Huss and Eddie Mittemeyer. Uh, and then, you know, we're, you know you're, you're right. There's more private schools here. Heritage Christian is going to be very solid out of the Milwaukee area junior dominated team, but most of those juniors have already played two years of varsity basketball. They just built a brand new gym uh, at that school. They had been playing at, at St. Luke's uh, uh, parish grade school gym for, for quite a while. Uh, and then they, they raised the money and they finally, now they have their own gym. So that's kind of nice for them this year. Uh, CWC, you know, they got some by Springs the other night, but I think, uh, I think they're going to be pretty solid in that trailways. Uh, and then uh, another team that's always there every year in D5 is New Lutheran out of Green Bay. 
And uh, with Elijah Meerstein and Tristan Lynch leading the way, I think they're going to be right there again. A lot of people are talking about Alma Pepin over in the Eau Claire area. Um, I think, uh, you know, we'll see how they progress throughout the year. Uh, Owen Withy in that Cobra Belt East has got some really good size and experience coming back. I, I was really impressed with Port Edwards over the weekend. They took uh, Columbus Catholic right down to the wire. Really good shooting team. And then uh, I, I do think Pacelli's going to be really good. They're young, but uh, I, I like the talent that they have on that squad. So um, another division with a lot of teams from a lot of different parts of the state that, that could make some noise. And remember, uh, uh, you know, you can talk about those private schools. Um, only one of those teams in central Wisconsin is going to potentially advance. Um, so it's not like, you'll, you know, you're going to see Newman and Columbus and Assumption or something like that, that Arpicelli, you know, that only one of them will go. So, um, and, you know, and, and those teams, uh, other than Columbus, I would say, have been up and down. I mean, uh, Assumption had struggled pretty badly for a few years. They've had good teams in the past, of course, uh, under Gary Weissenbeck, and, and now they have a new coach in Josh Paltz, and they're kind of coming back. Pacelli's had been up and down. Uh, Newman had really struggled before this senior class kind of, kind of came in and, and, and turned things around. So it's not like these are, um, you know, absolute juggernaut teams. Um, so, um, you know, it's, I, I, you know, I was following the football a little bit. And I watched that Regis division seven team. It's, it's not, it's not like that where they're just like, man, they're, they're just, you know, they, they could, I, I don't know how you feel about this. I, I'm not a football expert, but I when watching that team. It's like, that's a team that, that probably could have played up a division or two and still done well, you know? So anyway, that's how division five shakes out. And uh, we'll, we'll see, uh, you know, if there's uh, some prizes that we didn't talk about. That's always the fun part. Some of those surprise teams that come out of nowhere to make a little bit of a run, maybe get to the state tournament, maybe make some noise at the state tournament. And as you said, we'll see who that might be. If you're looking at the lower divisions, as we know, that's a lot of time, that's those teams that, that take advantage of the drop-down effect that play in a, a larger conference in the regular season, maybe take a few lumps and then have uh, a pretty good postseason run. We've seen teams like Green Bay, New Lutheran do that in the past. Heck, they've gotten to the state tournament with, what wasn't it, uh, 500 or even under 500 record just a couple years ago. So, um, sure. you know, there's always there's yeah, always teams like that. that uh, yeah, Thorpe did that a few years back. Uh, I think they ended up, well, maybe it was more than a few years now, but... Um, Years kind of blend together after a while, but uh, they uh, they did that and won the Division Five title not too long ago. Uh, after taking some lumps in that in the mostly Division Four Western Clover Belt, um, so yeah, that you know Tosa West, you know maybe that'll maybe that will help them in Division Two because they play mostly Division One schools in the Greater Metro this year. Um, Kakana certainly had benefited from that in the past, playing in FEA and then going to D two for the playoffs, but now. Now their enrollment is such that they're a Division One school. Yeah, even even schools like uh, Catholic Central, McDonald Central, some of those teams that come out of the Clover Belt, uh, kind of in that same boat as well. So uh, that'll do it for our, our division previews. You, you talked a, a lot about uh, some of the top players in the state as we were going through some of those teams, um, but just kind of generally, where's the talent level at in the state right now um, compared to to other years uh, in you know, any other kids that, that maybe you didn't mention we hadn't talked about yet to, to keep an eye on as the elite players in the state of Wisconsin? Yeah, there's there's a couple guys that I, I didn't mention. Um, 
Marcus Hall at DC Everest, 6'6 senior who's going to Green Bay, I think is, is one of the really, really good seniors in our state. We talked about Cal Klesman at Nina, Mac Recchi at Arrowhead, who are both those guys are also going to Green Bay. Uh, I think Demarion Birch at, at Hamilton is another guy, Milwaukee Hamilton, that people will be surprised by how good of a player he is. Uh, you know, at the top of the class and the seniors, you know, Milan Monchilievich, people have seen him now for two years. He's the only high major uh, Division One recruit in the senior class at this point going to Iowa State. Um, and, but we do have a, a, a good handful of guys going to that mid-major level, like Jeremy Lorenza from Brilliant going to Wofford. And we mentioned the three Green Bay kids and William Wharton uh, over at King, 6'8 kid who's going to South Dakota State. Uh, and I think Simeon Murchison, uh, Damarian Birch's teammate at Hamilton, will end up at a Division One school. He's going to wait until the spring. Uh, and then Birch, you know, he'll make his decision in the spring. Uh, so huge, huge uh, year for, for those Hamilton kids. You know, if they have really good years and their team does well, it's only going to enhance their opportunities to play at the next level. Um, so, uh, you know, I think our junior class, when you look at that class, um, we'll have a few more high major kids. Obviously, Con Knippel and Nick Janowski will end up at that level. Uh, there's talk that maybe Jack Doherty at Brookfield Central, a 6'7 wing, could end up at that level. Uh, Amari McCautry and Saku Kano uh, at, at uh, St. Thomas More, two other guys uh, that potentially could end up at the high major level. Um, you know, Will Hornset, if you can get in their inch or two at the pier would certainly be a guy I think that, that some high major schools would look at. So, um, you know, that's five, six guys right there, seven guys in that class. And then in our sophomore class, we talked about the guys uh, at the top uh, in, in Davian Hannah and Kai Rogers. But um, I think that that class potentially could have, you know, again, five to six to seven high major kids. When you talk about Xavier Mitchell at Oshkosh North and TJ Stutley at Onalaska, uh, Zach Kinzinger at Tapir, Aaron Womack at Dominican, Drew Murphy at Verona, you know, maybe some of those guys, uh, Cooper Jesperson at Eau Claire Memorial, maybe some of those guys uh, will emerge over the next year or two. We talked about Will Garlock at Middleton at 6'9". He's got a chance to be a pretty special player. So uh, this year, maybe only one high major kid, but I think the next two years behind that, Travis, we're looking at, you know, five to seven, uh, which is always uh, exciting because then you're talking about, uh, guys that will probably end up at Wisconsin or Marquette, um, and that's always fun to have some state guys on those teams, you know, as they as they play. Um, so I think you know your question was how's the overall talent level? I think it's pretty solid, um, and you know there's always uh, Division One kids and tons of Division Two kids, and then you know guys that go on to play uh, college basketball in Wisconsin at the Division Three level, whether in the WIC or in the NAC or, or some of the other schools that we have in our state. So um, pretty solid. Uh, you know, I think uh, everyone's excited for, for some of these early season matchups and get the conference races going. And, you know, each, each day that goes by, the teams are coming together a little bit more and finding their roles a little bit more. And they're getting the first game or two, uh, as you probably saw with Reedsburg, getting those games under their belt. And then by the time they, they tip off again, they're, they're a little better each time. Hopefully, at least that's the idea. <laughs> And, um, you know, by the time Christmas rolls around, teams are, teams are pretty, uh, pretty far advanced, at least in terms of, uh, uh, of what they're going to do this year. You talked about some of the top players in the state, and you mentioned Reedsburg, and you did not mention a certain Brett Wilson, a freshman at Reedsburg. Uh, I don't know if the, the stat line will, 
will impress you enough to get him in your rankings. But the other day, he uh, he he had five fouls and uh, and fouled out of a game. So I don't know if that's good, if that's enough to get in the top twenty-five or not. But um, excited to have a son in high school basketball. Uh, you know, obviously, I'm a, a you know spent the last twenty-five years of my life involved in high school basketball in some capacity as a player, coach, official covering the game, whatever. So excited to have Brett at the high school level, um, working hard with his freshman teammates at Reedsburg, and it's just good to see him out there and in playing. So uh, hopefully hopefully the five fouls does not uh, does not reoccur. But that means he's being aggressive, right? Well, absolutely. And, you know, um, you know if he, he provides some size and some physicality, sometimes those fouls aren't the worst things in the world. You know, might... might uh, I, a young guard might think twice about driving to the basket if he knows he's going to get, you know, hammered doing so. Um, so the contributions guys make aren't, aren't uh, don't always show up only in the, as you know, only in the score sheet. So, um, yeah, uh, you know that you mentioned just excited to have a, a son playing high school basketball, and you know, as a parent and as a guy who you know did that played basketball back in the day. Um, it goes by so fast that you really have to enjoy every moment, um, whether it's football or basketball or baseball or any of the sports, you know, and I, I know that you've tweeted about that in the past that, you know, you got to savor the moments and you got to, you know, look around and take it all in and, and, um, you know, work hard and get better and be a part of your team and enjoy your teammates and your coaches because it goes by so fast. And then, you know, here, here I'm sitting at 59 now, but I remember practices and, my friends and coaches from seventh, eighth grade, fifth, sixth grade, and certainly from high school. Uh, and those people uh, really have an impact on you for the rest of your life. So um, hats off to all the coaches that are giving up their time and working with kids and not only trying to make them better basketball players, but just to help them grow as human beings. So uh, enjoy the time as a dad and, uh, and you know, hopefully Brett will have a good experience with, uh, with the Reedsburg program. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. Uh, does mean I'm going to get out to likely more uh, more varsity games this year. We're going to stick around and support the Reesburg Beavers varsity team. Second year coach Tanner Sheevy. They picked up a nice win uh, the other night against Watertown and certainly moving the program in the right direction. So excited for uh, for what the future is going to hold for for our Reedsburg Beavers. Um, you mentioned uh, when talking about some players and talking about some teams as well, uh, transfers. And every year there's a number of transfers around the state. People don't realize how much it happens. They don't realize where it happens. And, um, you know, there's there's always high-profile moves that, that get a lot of mm-hmm. attention. But there's also some right. ones that, that maybe people don't realize as much. So uh, you mentioned uh, Davion Hanna. Um, who are some other transfer students this year that will make an impact that, uh, that you know, we'll, we'll be watching for and, and keeping an eye on this year? Well, one of the bigger transfers, uh, both uh, literally and figuratively, was, um, was Ash Oglesby moving from the Prairie School in Racine to Martin Luther as a senior. Um, and they're in the same conference, the Metro Classic, um, and at this point, uh, Ash has not been cleared by the WIAA to play um, because of their transfer rules. Um, so, you know, they're, they're appealing that decision, and I'm not sure where it'll go from here. But that was a big blow to the Prairie School and, you know, potentially a big pickup from Martin Luther because uh, Ash is a guy that's in our top 50 player rankings, a six, seven, uh, three-year varsity kid who can shoot the ball and has a physicality to him. 
Um, you know, and, and usually, uh, uh, you know, when you're a senior going into your senior year, uh, unless there's a big family move, you, you don't usually transfer. So that was one that was, you know, a bit surprising. Um, so if, if you're going to make the move in our state, uh, you usually do it between freshman and sophomore year. And, and that was certainly the case with Davey and Hannah leaving MAS and going to Nickel A. Um, and, you know, obviously uh, a tough blow for MAS, but a big pickup uh, there for, for Nickel A. A better competition, I think, overall with Nickel A being a member um, of the North Shore Conference and MAS playing an independent schedule. But um, MAS always always goes out and tries to schedule really good games, and they have really good players of their own. You know, I mean, even with those guys leaving, Jamari and Bateman and Devin Brown and uh, Agape Keys Jr., um, Ewell Clinton Jr., and Amari Jackson, all really good players. Uh, so, um, you know, that's a, that's a team that uh, is still going to be really, really good, um, despite the fact that they, they, they did lose some pretty key players. Uh, in the Madison area, Chris Davis Jr. left Madison East. He played there as a freshman and is now playing for his father, the head coach at the New Sun Prairie West. So um, they moved, you know, and obviously his dad being the coach, uh, that made a lot of sense. Um, so he's he's a guy that's, uh, I think, going to make uh, a big impact uh, for a Sun Prairie West team that actually is going to be pretty darn good this year. They they bring over almost all of the reserves, um, or not not actually all of the underclassmen, I should say, um, from Sun Prairie from a year ago, including Darius Chestnut, who was one of the best players for Sun Prairie a year ago. Um, and, and meanwhile, Sun Prairie East uh, has the majority of the JV kids from uh, Sun Prairie uh, a year ago. So, you know, you kind of saw that dynamic a little bit in football. Uh, and now, you know, we're seeing it play out, uh, or we're about to see it play out in the basketball court as well. So, um, you know, those two kids that left uh, MAS, uh, uh, you know, for out-of-state prep schools, uh, um, you know, we wish them well. And, you know, we, we seem to have, it seems to happen, uh, you know, quite often where we, we um, lose a player or two, you know, to uh, – to an out-of-state prep school, and, and and sometimes it works out great for, for the students that leave, and um, sometimes maybe it doesn't. But, um, you know, Tayshawn Bridges uh, uh, left uh, MAS and is at a prep school, and then, of course, Nasir Beeman, both those guys, uh, are Naz Beeman, uh, they both started for, for MAS and were key players for them last year, and, and now they're playing uh, high school basketball out-of-state. So um, those were another couple uh, transfers that uh, – uh, you know, that are, that are big names. And I, I think, um, uh, uh, Anderson, at, uh, at, um, uh, on Alaska is going to be a, a, a huge pickup for them. He's, he's going to fit in very well with what they do. Um, he, he's a guy that can really score, but, uh, um, you know, he, he can also pass and defend and rebound. So those are probably the biggest names of, of guys, uh, not that there aren't others, but those are the biggest names that come to mind immediately in terms of transfers. All right. Well, before we let you go, we've got just a couple minutes left. Uh, we're not asking you to run down every matchup or, or anything like that, but you know, give us the lowdown on the Wisconsin Basketball Yearbook Shootout coming up in December and also some of the other events that you have uh, coming up throughout the rest of the season. Yeah, working on the shootout already. You know, we, we got 34 teams coming this year. It's over three days, uh, the 28th, the 29th, and the 30th of December at Concordia in we have teams from the Wisconsin Valley Conference, 
from the Clover Belt, from the Merrillwood, from the Fox Valley Association, from the Fox River Classic, from the Mississippi Valley. Um, you know, brilliance coming from the eastern Wisconsin. Uh, we have MPS schools. And then, of course, we have uh, the best teams in the Milwaukee area. Uh, we got big eight teams coming. We got three big eight teams, La Follette, uh, Madison East, and Janesville Parker. And then, uh, you know, we're excited to, to have Nina in a rematch with Brookfield Central. Those two played for the D2, D1 title last year, and they'll be playing again this year. Um, Wisconsin Lutheran is going to have two really good games, one against Oshkosh North and another against Don Alaska. Um, Tosa West will be playing. Dominican with its young good players will be there. Uh, Pius with their really good junior guard will be playing. Uh, the schedule of all the games for the starting times is on the Wish Sports uh, website, but it's also on the WBBY website. And then uh, later in the year, we have our two border battles. This year, the Minnesota border battle will be January 21st, and that will be at Prescott. Um, so we host this year, and uh, we have seven games lined up uh, for that day. It'll be a, a fun day of basketball. But probably the biggest game. Uh, on paper, at least, would be Pewaukee taking on Tatino Grace, two, uh, two defending state champions with, uh, with high major college basketball players on their roster. Um, but I think uh, when you look at the lineup overall, it's going to be a fun day uh, to see a lot of basketball. And then our border battle with Illinois is over at the Prairie School again, and that's on February 4th uh, of this year. And um, we have eight games that day. Um, so, yeah, that would be a long one, too. Uh, <laughs> but uh, some really good teams from both states competing in that in that uh, uh, that affair. Uh, so we're excited to watch guys like Luther Smith from Sussex-Hamilton and Levi Burkholz from Lakeside Lutheran, the kids at Thomas Moore that we talked about. Franklin's going to be in there with a, a really good, uh, solid junior class. And St. Catharines will be in there as well. And they, they might have the best freshman or at least one of the best freshmen uh, in the state of Lamont Hamilton, who also played on their football team as a receiver and had a good year. Um, so uh, those are the events that we have this year. I'm excited for them to take place, but also excited to watch games at, at venues throughout the state and take in events and see as many kids and teams as we can. All right. Great stuff, as always, from Mark, and appreciate him lending his expertise and analysis as we previewed the season for boys basketball that is already underway and we'll continue over the next three to four months. Uh, again, we will have our girls' basketball preview with Norbert Durst next week. Um, lots going on in high school basketball. One more opportunity as well to help save lives on Wisconsin roads. The life you save might just be yours. Make the commitment to yourself and passengers that are with you by buckling up and putting the phone down every trip, every time. To find out more, take the pledge at wisconsindot.gov. As you are driving to the games, make sure you're careful as the winter weather sets in. Make sure you get out to games uh, when available. Teams in your in your community, in your local area, teams outside of your area. Maybe check out some of the outstanding tournaments and events and classics and, and other things that go on often on the weekends around the state of Wisconsin. Again, stay tuned for next week when we'll talk with Norbert Durst for a girls basketball season preview. Uh, but... Joining me today was Mark Miller. I am Travis Wilson. This has been a WSN podcast. We'll see you at a game.